the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, and welcome to today's City Mission Hope for the Homeless podcast. I'm Dean Gartland, President and CEO for City Mission in Washington, Pennsylvania. And today we are going to begin, continue our discussion of relating our scriptures and our biblical principles and how they relate to the 12 steps of recovery. Uh, our previous po- podcasts, uh, we talked about steps one, two, three, and the last podcast, four and five. Uh, today we're going to talk about podcast six or uh, uh, step six and seven in this podcast. Uh, but for any new listeners, let me just give you a quick overview of who the city mission is and what we do. Uh, the city mission is located right in the heart of Washington, Pennsylvania, and we are a faith-based Christian organization, and we provide, uh, and our focus is on assisting and helping homeless men and women uh, to regain independence. And so we do that uh, by offering four very distinct shelters, one for homeless veterans, one for homeless men, uh, one for homeless women, and one for homeless women with children. And uh, we offer. We also operate a medical clinic that uh, serves our residents uh, five days a week. Uh, we have a Samaritan Center that offers uh, free food bags to the areas needy and working poor. Uh, we also have a food service program with three uh, meals every day for both our, the residents who live at the mission as well as the unsheltered homeless who make their way and working poor that make their way over to the mission for meals, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, we also operate eight thrift stores uh, as, a, as a way and means of us generating uh, revenue to help support our work, as well as uh, contributions from uh, individuals, churches, and our business community and foundations. And so uh, we'd love for you to join us uh, in our, our quest to really see an end homelessness in our region uh, one life at a time. And that's our vision statement. So uh, with that said, uh, we're going to talk about steps six and seven. And just as a very just quick review, um, we, when we talked about the steps, we talked about acceptance, hope, faith, courage, and honesty. And today we're going to talk about uh, steps six and seven. I'm going to ask uh, in, my, in, uh, in the studio with me today, I have my co-host, Leah Dietrich. Uh, Leah is a licensed professional counselor, and she's going to introduce the steps, the step six and seven, and then she's going to introduce our guest with us today. Sure. Thanks, Dean. We have a few content experts with us today who are going to help us dive into step six and seven, and they are Doug Bush, our chaplain and house coordinator for our men's program. Hello. And our facilities coordinator, Tony Chevereine. Hi. So we are going to be discussing, as Dean said, step six and seven, which focus on the topics of patience and humility. If you have not had the opportunity to listen to our last two podcasts, we encourage you to really look at the steps and to dive in, whether that is listening to those podcasts or searching online to understand resources that are available through na.org, aa.org, celebraterecovery.com, 
naranon.org or alanon.org, all of which have great recovery resources for individuals struggling with addiction or compulsive behaviors or family members or friends who are supporting individuals who are struggling with those addictions or compulsory behaviors. So we encourage you to really look at that. We believe that the 12 steps have application to nearly any challenge that individuals face. And at the city mission with the residents that we serve, we find the power in them and we see it every day at work in the clients' lives. So today I'm going to briefly read over steps six and seven before we begin the discussion in case you're not familiar with them. So step six says we were entirely ready to have God remove all of these defects of character. And the verse that goes along with that is James 4.10. It says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. And step seven says, we humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. And the verse that goes along with that is 1 John 1.9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and he will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. We've talked about the fact that in steps one through three, we learn trusting God. In steps two, er, in steps four through nine, we talk about cleaning house. And this series is really going to talk about that patience and humility that we see in steps six and seven. So, Doug, talk to us a little bit about steps six and seven and what they mean to you. Well, I know that when I reach this stage of my recovery, that idea of being ready to have God remove my defects of character was a big word for me because, quite frankly, I'm not sure I was aware that I had any character defects. And as I began to take a look at the steps, I realized that I'm filled with character defects, that I have a lot of them. And I was really anxious to move on, but my sponsor kept me on step six and seven for a very long time. We would talk about it over and over and over again. And during that process, someone pointed out to me that the sixth and seventh step didn't have to be difficult, that I was already living those principles. And he suggested that I draw a square inside a circle, which is the symbol for Narcotics Anonymous, and then simply list my defects of character outside of the circle. And then he said my job was just to get on my square and stay there. So I listed things like pride, rage, anger, sloth, judgment, envy, jealousy, greed, give me more, I like more, hard-heartedness, which is something I still struggle with on a daily basis. I pray every day, Lord, keep my heart soft. I put drugs out there and liquor out there and lust out there. And I'm not telling you that I uh, don't get knocked off my square. I get knocked off my square every day, but I no longer spend a lot of time worrying about how I got knocked off my square. My job's just to hurry up and get back on my square. And that made step six and seven really, really easy for me. One day, my sponsor and I were talking about the sixth and seventh step, and I told him I thought maybe I was dyslexic. And he said, what are you talking about? 
And I said, where it says, humbly ask God to remove these defects, I've been humbly asking Doug to remove these Mm. defects. And it was at that point that he moved me on to my eighth step. But I wanted to say this about the word humility in the sixth and seventh step, that I can remember bragging to people about what a humble person I was and having them all laugh at me because I didn't have any understanding of what humility meant. The Bible says that God resists the proud, but he gives grace unto the humble. And um, I come across a reading somewhere where the gentleman said that for him, humility meant having a realistic idea of himself. He said he used to live his life on a ladder and that there were people above him who would... uh, spit on him and uh, do other things to him and step on his fingers. But that was okay because there were people underneath him who he could spit on and uh, do other things to and step on their fingers. But that the practice of humility had helped him to get off of the ladder and the, to label to level the playing field. Humility for me today means that I'm no better than anyone else and that I'm no worse for anyone else. I used to believe that in the kingdom of God, the greater gifts were placed upon the shelf one above another. But I've come to believe that in the kingdom of God, the greater gifts are placed on the shelf one beneath another. And in order to obtain the greatest gifts, you have to be close to the ground that the branches that the, produce the most fruit are those that are close to the ground. Ah, very good, Doug. That's uh, very well said. I know that the when you look at, at the things that stand out to me about this is they uh, is that those two words you mentioned that those character defects. When people hear that, uh, they sometimes they feel like you know, uh, uh, you know, I'm admitting to some you know uh, that these. After doing a, uh, a moral inventory and admitting to God and ourselves and to another human being in the exact nature of our wrongs, then we're going into this. We're entirely ready uh, to uh, uh, re- ask God to remove, entirely ready to have God remove these, uh, be prepared to have them remove these defects of character. It's like, or it's almost like you're admitting that you're sick, you know, or something's wrong with me. And, and so, and, and as you said, these defects of character, everybody has defects of character. Everybody has some elements of defect in, in, their, in their character makeup that has caused a lot of problems in their lives and have, have uh, impacted them and others in so many different ways. So, Tony, talk to us a little bit about those, these two steps and, and how did you handle them? How did you deal with them? So when I got to step six and seven, my sponsor told me this, these two steps separate the men from the boys. Um, and I don't know, I was, I was kind of taken back at that. Um, but I moved forward and I did some research and looked up what character defects are. And I got these massive lists off the internet and I started saying, well, I got that one and these two and well, here's five. And, you know, so then list went on and on. Um, so it made my sixth step quite lengthy, um, you know, but when I went over that with my sponsor, he simplified that for me. And he said, let's take that list 
he goes, because all those defects of character you listed fit somewhere in with the seven deadly sins. And that kind of really hit home with me. Um, it simplified it a little bit. And, uh, you know, it opened my eyes to what's really going on inside of me. Um, so then when I moved on to seven and I pray to have these defects removed, um, some of them are removed and some of them aren't. Some of them I don't want to let go of. And like that's okay because at some point in time, I'm going to have to let go of them. Um, the ones that are removed, I have to be aware because they can always resurface when I'm not paying attention. Um, just because they're removed doesn't mean they're gone forever. Um, I'm not perfect. And this just, you know, this is these steps... Well, step seven, I try to work on a daily basis. Um, just pray to have these shortcomings removed. Um, so also when I read this, the seventh step and it says remove our shortcomings, had to kind of figure out, again, what the heck are they trying to say here? And I had to realize, you know, these steps were written in, I don't know, in the early 1900s, probably. Um, so some of the wording's a little bit different than it is today. So I had to look it up. And basically, they're interchangeable, shortcomings, defects of character. They just didn't say it the same way, you know. But, um, you know, like, like I said, I have to pray on a daily basis, and I have to work very hard, very diligently to try and try my best to not make the same mistakes very good tony thank you well that was one of those that, and again i'm glad you touched on that because in step six it talks about shortcomings and i fumbled around with that in my, la my last couple comments i was making but in step six it talks about entirely ready to uh, to remove our shortcomings and then in step seven it said we humbly ask god to remove our character defects and it was like and so uh you sharing about how they were and it was interchangeable because i think right after step five you're talking about these shortcomings because we fall we all fall short um and we all fall short of the glory of god and that's what the scripture tells us in the book of romans and and so we do have these shortcomings and we do fall short and God is able to remove these character defects. And sometimes that removing takes time. It doesn't, it just doesn't happen, you know, overnight. Or, you know, once I say that God removed this particular shortcoming, it may be a series of things I'm going to go through. Because even when I'm thinking that the shortcoming or the character defect is gone, I begin to, I run into something where it reemerges. And, uh, you know, and I go, oh my gosh, you're, you know, God, please, you know, remove that again. You know, it's like, you know, you're going through this process. And that's why these principles are so important. And so uh, uh, to anyone, uh, whether you're dealing with an addiction problem, whether you're just dealing with some other compulsive behavior uh, or just some really difficult challenges uh, at a particular time in life. And I know people who have experienced uh, some real tragic loss, uh, these steps really become an a really a comforting way for them to deal with some of that loss in their life and as well. Uh, and so, uh, so right now we've got out from step one to step seven through the, these last uh, couple podcasts and this one, and I'm going to turn it over to Leah to kind of wrap this up for us. And then we're going to close. 
I think that one thing that's important to point out with step six and seven and identifying character defects, and Tony and Doug both kind of showed us this, that at times I believe that the disease of addiction and also just life challenges can make us think that we are different. Mm. We are separate. We No one could possibly understand us. But as Tony said, there are lists of character defects on the Internet. So these are not just Tony or Doug or Leah or Dean problems. These are everyone problems. And being aware of ourselves allows us to connect better with other people. If we become aware of what our challenges are, we are better prepared to handle them when they arise. So doing this is such a freeing process. It can be a scary process. It's not always a comfortable process. I, I don't know anyone that likes to list off bad things about themselves uh, at night before bed. Uh, let me just make a quick list of all of the problems that I have with me. But it's important because we need to know who we are so we can be better equipped to deal with life on life's terms. As Dean said, we have a lot of people who come through our door who experience tragic loss, who have experienced very difficult life situations that have caused them to behave in a certain way. But learning how to un unlearn those behaviors and unlearn those methods of coping so that we can be happier and more peaceful and live more humbly uh, is very, very powerful. So this is a freeing process. And I, I know that Doug and Tony and Dean have all mentioned that, that freedom that comes from this. We also believe that freedom comes from having a relationship with Jesus Christ. And we believe that these steps help guide individuals to that. If you're unsure of that, if you're looking for more, we encourage you to reach out uh, whether you be looking for treatment, whether you be looking for a 12-step fellowship of your own, or whether you be looking for faith. Uh, we believe that God has a plan and a purpose for you, and we want to encourage you to follow that plan and purpose. We have some resources at the end of each of our podcasts, and we want to encourage you to follow along with us as we share more about the 12 Steps of Recovery. We hope that this journey and our thoughts encourage you to think more about your life and areas where you may need a little bit of assistance in finding resolution. So over to you, Dean. All right. Thank you, Leah. And that's a great way to sum up this particular podcast. And so our next uh, podcast, we're going to be looking at Steps 8 and 9. And hopefully you'll join us and uh, if this uh, podcast or these podcasts have been helpful to you, uh, please let us know and or, you know, tell your friends and family members about it and let them uh, uh, listen in as well and share these podcasts with others because I think it's really important. Uh, these steps, uh, sometimes I know that uh, we 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 think of steps and we're saying, well, we, you know, there's these steps you got to take, but this is these are principles, and these are principles of life that uh, when you engage them, they will help you to be able to deal with life's difficult circumstances uh, that you face, no matter where you are in your journey, uh, whether you're already a person of faith and and a, a follower of Christ, or whether you're not. This these steps will really help you. Uh, to move in a a more uh, a deeper uh, fellowship with God and a deeper way of being able to handle uh, life stressors and issues. And so thank you for that. All right. So thank you for joining us today in our discussion. Uh, next time, we're going to continue to break down these steps and, the, and the relate to Scripture and the spiritual dynamics that happen within these steps. 
And uh, we'd love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram under at City Mission 1941. So on behalf of myself, Dean Gartland, and the City Mission staff, thank you for joining us today, and God bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.